podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hail West Virginia. The Hail West Virginia podcast. I'm Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt. Jeremy J. and Team Phoenix is out in the Colorado Rockies. Represent the Mountaineers flying that WV. But right now, we got some real 304 boys with us. West Virginia Sports News, Jeremy Thomas, Tyler Treft. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. What's really good, y- y'all? What's good? What's good? Thank you for having us, man. We greatly appreciate it. All right. That's- Love being you love what love being on the show oh man for sure you know we uh we love everything west virginia and there's very few things more west virginia than west virginia sports news you guys are doing the work of covering high school kids who have not traditionally gotten the credit gotten the coverage from media outlets um across the country or even within our own state and you guys are not only giving them coverage but you're going to them you're putting them on camera on video making highlights making them names so that people know them coaches know them and we as a state can appreciate the talent that we have we love that what motivated you guys to do that um i think the biggest thing for us is i know i know i played sports in high school tyler played sports and you see all these kids from Georgia, Florida, Texas that are getting the notoriety and getting the exposure. But unless you're a freak athlete like Darnell Wright, Doug Nestor, uh, Drake Pitts was when he was at West Virginia, and then you're not getting the notoriety and you're being overlooked. So we wanted to do what we could to help these kids get what they deserve. And basically what it is, too, it's in the state of West Virginia, Jeremy, you're, uh, you're or Brandon, I mean, you're from West Virginia, Jeremy, you're from West Virginia as well. Uh, the exposure, just due to the location, it's hard to get to these kids. If someone's not living in state, going out and covering them, getting them exposed, they're not getting exposed to play at the next level. And which Jeremy didn't mention there is we don't care if it's D1, D2, D3. We want to help these kids get exposed and we want to help them uh, basically succeed as student athletes at the next level. That's the main goal. And you guys are doing a great job of that. And you're right. It's hard to get in. It's hard to get out. These camps that they're now having, they've made it easier. They've made it better. We had Eric Richards, National Recruiting Director for the All-American Games, um, come on. And he talked about those specific things. And he also talked about guys like you said, Darnell Wright, Doug Nestor, Isaiah Johnson, so many other kids that we already know about. What we want you to do is tell us, for example, what teams are we watching for? Like, Because in West Virginia – we know, like, I know about the Parkersburg. I know about the Big Reds versus the Patriots rivalry. I know the PHS South War. I know about that. I know about the River Rats, okay? That's what they are. Sorry. That's what we called them. <laughs> they embrace that. But you know about your own rivalries. But there are a lot of times where you don't know about the rivalries in other counties in other parts of the state. When we're looking at Class A to AAA, what teams are we watching for? Who are at, what teams are at the pinnacle for each one of those uh, divisions? Um, if I had to go out on a limb and say which team is at the top in single A, I would say Wheeling Central. Okay. And I have to agree with Wheeling Central in single A as well. I don't. I don't think you can. Uh, I. I and, until someone knocks them off, I. I got. I got to go with Wheeling Central in single A as well to, to be limited controversy on single A. That's a great squad. <laughs> what about double now, A? Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Double no, A. No. Double A is the is a very good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a we lot have, of talented teams double in double A. And 
the team, the two teams, in my opinion, at the top that probably will see each other in Wheeling is Fairmont Senior against Bluefield again. The rematch. You're going to see that rematch. But this this time, no stills, boys, so it's going to be a little bit different. It is Mm -hmm. going to be a lot different. I, I honestly, honestly, I, if, if I had to pick from where we would now, of course, we, we always talk on seven on seven, uh, which, of course, there's no pads, uh, you know, yeah. half the squad. But uh, Fairmont Senior, they were probably the most talented team overall out of triple A, single A, double A at the W seven on seven just from that and uh, their play. And they just seem like a solid team. I have to say that Fairmont Senior is going to get over the hump this year and win the title for double A. All right, so now AAA. Now you know, being being PHS class of two thousand and one, Jeremy class of two thousand and four. You know, we're always interested in AAA. And for us, when we were in school, the Big Reds ran the state. Okay, we ran the state back then. It has not been the case for several years now, for lots of reasons. Who do you see as the top dog? Who do you think will continue or who will show real strength, real superiority this year? Um, obviously it's hard to pick against Martinsburg. Yeah. How do you go Um, against the Bulldogs? uh, I mean, with that team and how loaded they are again this season, um, it's hard to go against them. But if I did pick against Martinsburg, it's either capital or spring Valley. I mean, spring Valley has been in a state championship the last two years. They've lost to Martinsburg, but could this be the year that the Timberwolves get over the hump and and they had the lead. they had the lead last year going into halftime so I mean it's not unrealistic um, now you know of course it's harder because Martinsburg recruits right I mean they recruit and so so many people are upset about that right correct well, and the other thing it's it's a little bit of our understanding I mean we like to be positive it's a little bit of our understanding they uh, they they kind of uh, they changed their role and they kind of cut their. Uh, their their system their prodigy players uh, off from starting at a very very young age and working that system all the way up to high school to make it uh I guess more of a fair shake for other teams in that area so so it's our understanding that they did switch a few rules up there for Martinsburg that that may hurt them but probably knocks their great program and uh, yeah, I mean when you have great coaching you're gonna win you're gonna win football games and they have so much talent in that area I mean not only do they have Martinsburg up there they have Hedgesville and Musselman two great football programs uh, on the rise up there so. And of course, I think I even out in the panhandle. Trevon Wesco being from Musselman, he's probably going to start for WVU this year. I just needed to yes, be sir. clear. I was joking when I said they recruit. That is the statewide complaint about Martinsburg is that they recruit. I remember yeah. when Par- when Parkersburg was winning titles, people used to always say that Parkersburg recruited. Um, and so it's just a joke. I was just joking. When you're as oh, good, yeah. you're as good as Martinsburg when you have the talent. When you coach as well as you do, you're going to attract players, whether you recruit them or not. And more importantly, when you have a system the way that they do, you're going to win. And, and that's what they do. They win. What's that? T-Pain says, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no no disrespect to Martinsburg. So don't send me any hate. I was just, you know, throwing no, that out and there. No, they, they are. They're, they're probably one of the most disciplined, best coached teams in the state of West Virginia, hands down. That's one team in AAA football that does not make a mistake. If you make a mistake on Martinsburg, they will capitalize and they will not make their own mistakes. That is a great coach football team up there. So who are we looking at for the Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Kennedy Award? Who are we looking at? Who's in the mix? Give me your top three for each of those uh, awards. You go first, Cameron. I'll give mine. All right. The Kennedy Award, I believe, is we're going to mix it up a little bit. Obviously, it's the best player in the state of West Virginia. You obviously have Kerry Martin. Of course. Um, 
recent WVU recent WVU commit. Correct. And then you, man, just three. <laughs> um, just give me your top three. I'm making it hard on you. Top three. Top three. All right. We have Kerry Martin. Obviously, you'll have Amir Richardson in the mix. And my, I guess you could say surprise that probably not many people know is Malachi Brown from Hedgesville. That's, that's what I was going to say is Malachi Brown. I, I see the debate. Who's the better receiver, Amir or Malachi? Um, with, just to answer that question, I mean, Malachi, as a sophomore last season, did win the Randy Moss Award over Amir. He did, as a sophomore. Did he deserve it? Yes. Okay. All right. So, Tyler, Tyler give me your top three. All right. My top three uh, – I'd be a fool not to put Kerry Martin in there. The kid's electric on a football field, offense and defense. I'm going to swap out Amir Richardson for Brenton Strange. And then my number three, I don't think Malachi is quite there as an all-around player, although he's one of the most athletic kids in the state of West Virginia. I like Ivan Vaughn. I think the kid's going to run over everybody this year. Where's Ivan Vaughn? From uh, Midland. From Cabo Midland. Yes, sir. And where's Brenton Strange from, just in case people don't already know? If they don't know, they're from he's he's from Parkersburg and he's one heck of a receiver. Good young man too. Very Sh- talented. Shout out to Brent Strange. We had him on the show already. Shout out to Big Reds Network doing that coverage down there. And uh um Brenton, like you said, he's a great guy on and off the field. He's got offers from Notre Dame, Penn State, Ohio State, amongst others. So we're looking for him to do big things, along with those other guys. We really are. Um and we appreciate you guys being on and being able to tell us all of those very important things because High school football starts when? A week from Thursday. Yes, sir. And where will you guys be? We will be at George Washington High School covering South Charleston at GW. And And we'll be interviewing. Uh, and we'll be doing a bunch of interviews down there, too. So be looking out for interviews from Grant Wells, the quarterback at George Washington. We're going to be doing a facility tour with South Charleston. And then also there's a receiver, uh, Alex uh, Mazelon, that will also be interviewing that same time when we're going down there to cover that game. So we're quite excited to go down there. Do you have any special guest pickers that I might know? Mm. Mm. <laughs> that we haven't came to yet. Um, we actually have spoke. For everybody that does have a Twitter account, we do have Herd Hater coming on next week. So it'll be here to also, uh, one of the uh, one of the Hell West Virginia uh, podcast brothers, uh, Jeremy, will actually uh, I do believe Jeremy's still coming with us to the G Dub South Charleston game, so he's going to come hang out with the Maniac Mountain Boys, and uh, you know we're going to have him on camera, and he's probably going to be doing some picks with us that weekend. You already know, so we appreciate you guys coming on today. If you don't know, Tyler Treft is the man behind the production for the video for our song West Virginia Anthem. 52,000 likes on Facebook as it stands. It's not even on Twitter yet. Tyler's going to get it on Twitter, right, Tyler? Yes, and IG, actually. And he's going to get it on Instagram. And he's going to get it on Instagram TV. But he did such a good job. People love it. We hear about it all the time. So if you're not sure, this is the man behind that. Uh, Jeremy Thomas with the great idea, working with Tyler Treff to highlight these West Virginia boys. 304 boys is what we call them. I don't care where they go to school. I don't care what they decide to do. No matter where they go, um, they are representing 304 forever just like randy moss at the hall of fame induction and we have the west virginia sports news guys to thank for the exposure that they're now getting so appreciate you guys we will holler at you as soon as possible all right buddy we appreciate it yeah thank you man we appreciate everything all right later on Rat me boys
Next segment, Raspy Voice Kids, Hail West Virginia Podcast is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt. Just like before, what, what do we say? Oh, that's right. We are rolling out of stopwatch. RVK don't never stop. Here we are with John Covey Cole from Mountaineer Ramble. He's got a wrestling podcast, and he's going to tell us all about SummerSlam. John, what's really good, man? Man, it's a good time of year, dude. I don't know what I'm more excited about. SummerSlam? Mountaineers start football back or kids going back to school. I'm just super excited. You know what I mean? You can't tell which one of those is more like you can't tell which one of those is more exciting to you. Really? You have a conflict? Well, no, I was looking for a little bit of comedy relief, man. Obviously I'm looking forward to my Mountaineers taking the field. All right. All right. So now you mentioned SummerSlam. That's the next big event. Why is SummerSlam such a big deal? Like why is that something that the average person should be looking forward to? Well, uh, for one, you know, everybody knows who WWE is, whether you watch or whether you don't watch. SummerSlam is the second biggest pay-per-view of the year for them. And I think this year is going to be extra interesting because this year marks the 30-year anniversary of the pay-per-view itself, SummerSlam. So something interesting could happen this weekend. Any ideas? Well, I got a couple ideas. Obviously, probably nothing that will happen. Um you know, there's been talk about Hogan being back around, which, you know, some have been positive, some has been negative. There's been rumors of The Rock coming in and doing something with this new guy named Elias. I don't know if you've seen him. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, maybe seeing Punk come back around, I doubt that, but that would be interesting. I don't know, I'm just excited to... You know, we've got Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns again for like the fourth time in the last three years. and I'm anxious to see where that's going to go at the end of the show. What about Pac-Man? Pac-Man Jones going to show up again? <laughs> he, well, he has his bras in the, in the airport now, man. Are you in here? I saw it, but he, but you know, he was showing him <laughs> what he could do. He still hasn't signed to a team yet, so I thought maybe he'd be available. They, somebody, no, he <laughs> somebody needs to sign him, but until they do, until they do, I would love to see Pac-Man back at SummerSlam. No, see, what it is is, is he's waiting until uh, Pat McAfee finishes, finishes his training. Yeah. And they're going to start a tag team. You know that I mean? makes sense. That makes sense. The West Virginia connection. Now, we know that they've got Ric Flair's daughter is there. Is Brooke Hogan wrestling also? No, she's not yet. But I would not be surprised if we don't see her in the next five, ten years doing something with the WWE. Because people keep talking about that. I know that they have Ronda Rousey now probably where she belongs because she no longer is viable in the UFC. Is she going to have an well, appearance at SummerSlam? She is. She's going to be wrestling for the Raw Women's Championship. She's going to be wrestling the champion Alexa Bliss. Um, I, for one, think it's a little bit too early to be pushing her the way they are, but it's Ronda Rousey, and like her or not, you know, she is a, a household name. People know who she is. Everybody knows who she is. Like you said, like her or not, Absolutely. everybody knows who she is. I personally think that she is, just like her career, her career was stunning if you forget that she only, what, fought like seven times Total profit, seems like, right? <laughs> right. And then they anointed her yeah. the greatest of all time. And I don't think everybody thinks she's so fine. I don't think she's that fine. Like, I don't think she's bad looking. She's nice looking. But everybody acts like she's a 10. She's not a 10. She's not Rihanna. But she all right? Uh, she, she, she loses me every time she makes noise, man. I'm like, nah, I don't want no part of that. And she doesn't scare me. Let me tell you something. <laughs> By the way, let me tell you something. Ain't no 140-pound woman, I don't care what she's trained in, beat me up. 
I don't care. Now, I will take the fall of SummerSlam for a check. So holla at me, Vince. <laughs> Vince McMahon, get at your boy, the RVK. The RVK will tag team anybody for the right price. Get at us. Well, see, they've, they've already kind of teased that with Triple H. I'm sure you remember him. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Put Triple H to a table back. Oh, non- nonsense. Yeah. Science fiction. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy, man. You remember that Jennifer Lopez movie, Enough? No, I don't think I ever watched that one. Well, I, I, her, so her, her, Lopez, I didn't so, see that one. Well, J-Lo's fine. She's st- still fine. Still fine in aging like fine wine. Like Charlemagne the God always says, some women age like milk. J-Lo's out here aging like fine wine. So we ain't mad at her. <laughs> that said, she made a movie called Enough where her husband was abusive. And then she trains and she beats him up. And I called that movie science fiction. Okay? Let's just call it what it is, science fiction. <laughs> ain't no 120-pound woman beating no six foot two, 220-pound man and nothing. Okay? Unless you got a gun. But anyway... Before y'all come at me, I don't suggest that men and women fight about anything. It should be all love, unless you're in a wrestling ring, choreographed, the wrestling is real. We know it's not real, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's one thing that's real big in the independent scene right now is uh, intergender wrestling. And you hit the nail on the head, man. Uh, if, if you're, if you're going to live right now in the Me Too movement and... Uh, you know, you're trying to nip all this uh, uh, guy on uh, girl violence in the bud, Ray Lewis, uh, rest, rest your soul. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you got to, you, you, even if it is a show, you know, there's still that 8, 9, 10-year-old kid watching it, thinking that it's real. And if he sees a guy and a girl going at it, beating the brakes off each other, you know, what's he going to do when he gets a girlfriend when he gets 14, 15 years old? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I'm telling you right now what I would do if my son ever touches a woman like that. And I'll right, tell you right now right. what I would do to any what I would do to any boy or person who calls himself a man who would try to do that to my daughter. So, you know, oh, hold on, let me guess. You gonna take him down to Know Your Old Boulevard? Check him in at a SmackDown hotel. Yeah, and they're definitely getting to people's elbow at the very least. <laughs> let me guarantee you that for their Rudy Poo candy. <laughs> this is a That's family. Right. It's a family show. So we'll stop right there. But hey, JCC, where is my man Jay and Phoenix? Jay and Phoenix, Jeremy Phoenix, for those of you who don't know, is in Colorado, Rocky Mountain High right now, representing the Flying WV out there uh, with a good friend of his, of ours. Um, and he's just out there living life, man. He's doing his thing. So he's not able to be on the show. He is. So, you know, you, you heard him. If you're listening to the podcast, you heard him uh, or you will hear him on the segment, Know Your Mountaineers, because we're continuing that. Um, but as far as these interviews tonight with John Covey Cole, what we did with West Virginia Sports News, what we got coming up with Doug Nestor, it's just us. It's just it's just me. I'm flying solo, man. No net. I think you got it under control. I, I'm doing my best, man. I'm doing my best. I appreciate you hey, coming you though. Do- <laughs> we've been we've been trying to like get. Well, we've been trying to make this happen for like a year now, right? Yeah, man, it seems like your schedule and my schedule just conflict all the time. I know we've had uh, Jeremy on the Royal Ramble a couple times. I actually called it the Raspy Ramble. And one of these days, I'm going to get you in the studio, and we're going to have you up there join us. Yeah, I'm going to come down to Beckley. We're going to make it happen. It's going to be popping. Um, I'm going to say things that you like. I'm going to say things you don't like. But no matter what happens, please don't ever forget, I also hate Pitt. That's exactly right. You know what? I bet you I can get a better draw out of uh I also hate Pitt that I did uh, Skylar Howard last year. You know what? We're not going to talk Hold about up. that. 
Well, I'm just going to say this. I, I brought him to town last year, and uh, I can count on one hand how many people showed up to meet him. Well, you know, Skylar's Sky, anyway. Sky, doing his thing in Japan. Once a mountaineer, always a mountaineer. And we love it. We love that he's representing out there uh, for, for that Japanese team doing his thing. They love him out there singing country roads to him in the stands after the games. We love it. We're glad he's thriving. We hope he keeps keeps on keeping on, and we support him 100%, 304%, 304 till we die. JCC. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. Um, and I, I don't think people right now realize it, but in 10 years, they're going to look back and be like, well, Skylar Howard, he wasn't too bad of a quarterback. He did all right. He gave everything he had, and, and that's all Absolutely. you can ask out of a player, so – but anyway, man, thank you for joining us. I know you're a busy guy. You're actually, uh, you know, you got a lot going on. So thank you for making time for us. And we'll, we'll be in touch. We'll talk to you soon. Check out the Raspy or the Royal Ramble, Mountaineer Ramble. As football season kicks up, as wrestling stays going, those are your guys. Check them out on Facebook, on YouTube. We will holler at you. Deuces. Two things before I go. Cool. Oh man, see, I just, I did a, I did a, gr- I just did my ending. Okay, wasn't perfect, <laughs> but it was good. And now here you come with the Jeremy Phoenix, the Jeremy Phoenix. And every time I get a good ending, Jeremy has something to add. And here we are, JCC. Okay, what do you want to say? Two things. What do you want to say? All right. First off, if you guys haven't checked out my parody of Rocky Top, Rocky oh, Top. Oh yes, yes, yes. Check that out. That's Rocky, out there, I can, up. I can endorse it. I shared it on Facebook. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. Rocky <laughs> Flop is great. You got to check it out. And uh, secondly, back to the SummerSlam. Dean Ambrose just come back on Raw. For you wrestling fans out there watching, you'll know who I'm talking about. He just come back on Raw, and he's supposed to be in Seth Rollins' corner this weekend against Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental Championship. And Dolph Ziggler's got Drew McIntyre in his corner. Well, I'm going to go ahead and throw a bold prediction out that Dean Ambrose is going to turn on Seth Rollins this weekend. So if that happens, then you heard it here first. You you heard it here first on the Hale West Virginia podcast with the Raspberry Voice Kids. But John Kevin Cole's a man breaking the news. So thank you, JCC. Again, we will holler at you people. And the show keeps rolling on. We got one more interview. I don't know exactly how this is. I don't know where we're putting all this stuff in the show. So as I speak and say we got one more, maybe this is the end. I don't know, but you're going to find out soon. Holler at you boys. Astorg Auto of Charleston is West Virginia's premier automotive luxury dealer. We sell Land Rover, Jaguar, Mercedes-Benz, Volvo, and Audi brands. We also have a wide variety of pre-owned luxury cars at our store on Corridor G. Our service department also goes the extra mile and aims to exceed your expectations. We offer free pickup and delivery on service appointments to make your life easier. Come experience a new level of service. Astorg Auto of Charleston, a tradition of automotive excellence. Learn more at astorgauto.com. It's Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit. Once again, here we are with the next segment. This time we have Doug Nestor. Big Doug Nestor is what you should call him. It's a giant man, a great representative of the state of West Virginia. He is a Spring Valley football player who has committed to play for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Doug, thank you for taking time out to join us today. What's up? Well... A lot's up, actually, man. Like, you uh, you did an interview with West Virginia Sports News, and Jeremy asked you why you chose, as a West Virginia kid, not to go to West Virginia. You gave an answer. You said, essentially, that they don't run the kind of offense that you felt comfortable playing. It wasn't a good fit for you. And there was all kinds of backlash. 
How do you deal with that as as a, a senior in high school? You just got to ignore it. But, you know, they just kept going at it. So I finally just gave them a final answer for them to stop, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, you got to ignore it. You got a task at hand. And, and that's, right. you know, you, you guys have been in state championship game. Um, you've not quite been able to get over the hump. So, of course, you've got business to handle. But the – one of the things is, that's interesting to me is when you have an, an athlete of your caliber, because you, well, you're 6'4", how much do you weigh, 300? What is it? Uh, I'm about 6'7", six, 6'6", six, 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 and 315. Yeah, see, I was very accurate with my, with my stats. I knew exactly what size you are. <laughs> but I saw a video of you doing a backflip. Was that you? Oh, no, that was not me. No. Okay. See, I thought I saw a video of you doing a backflip, but I was just like, how do you go from being an athlete of your caliber, a guy who's going to be in the All-American game, a guy who's going to the Ohio State University, and then you're playing in the state of West Virginia with guys, for the most part, who are not on your level? What is that like? Like, how do you stay up for for that competition? Uh, Really, you just can't look at them any differently, you know? Like, they're, they're still good football players or they wouldn't be starting for the team. Uh, you just got to look at them at the same way, really, and still go hard at them. Still got to give it 100%. And there's no question, State of West Virginia has a lot of really good football players. Um, the difference no is doubt. we're not as concentrated talent-wise from team to team like you might find in some other places. And you've seen that because you've been to camps. In the State of West Virginia, who is the toughest competition you face just mano y mano, man to man, one on one, a guy that really gave you some trouble. Uh, I'd say his name. Oh gosh, the Capital Nose Guard. He's really good. And he's uh, he's gonna love that you called him the Capital yeah. Nose Guard. I can't think of his name right now. I know it's gonna be it's not gonna go over well with him, but <laughs> uh, Clark, right? Uh you know what? I don't and, know. Uh, yeah, and then of course Darnell. Yeah, yeah, Darnell. Now Darnell is the truth, man. Darnell is the truth. You know that, and I know you're. Yeah, recru- I'm sure. sure you're. I'm sure you're recruiting him hard, just like you're recruiting Brenton Strange hard to get him to go to Columbus with you. Mm-hmm. What do you? What, do you think that you have any ideas on whether or not you can sway those guys? Uh, I mean, I know when I talk or kids talk to me, you know, it really didn't sway my decision at all. So. I'd say not. It's really just going to come down to them. When you when you get to Ohio State, you know, being from West Virginia, you get to Ohio State. What was the most impressive thing? Like, what was it that you said, "This can be my home. I can leave my state. I can leave the hills of West Virginia, and I can and I can be here in Columbus, and I can thrive here in Columbus for the next three to four years of my life." Um, yeah, just really seeing the uh, the O linemen they've been producing lately, along with uh, Taylor Decker, uh, Billy Price, and all them. You know, just seeing the caliber of linemen that they've been producing, along with uh, the coaching staff. I I really get along with uh, Coach Stud a lot. And I've built a good relationship with him. Yeah, and that's the most important thing is relationships. More than anything else, is relationships, and so. You know, it, it's good that you were able to, to build that. Do you know um, what you're going to study while you're there in Columbus? 
Uh, I'm either going to go into business or engineering. And we know that Ohio State has excellent academics, so no matter what you do, you're going to be you're going to be set up very well there. Um, and the thing is, one of the things that I tweeted was when people were complaining about your response to why you didn't choose West Virginia. And as anybody who knows me knows, I'm, I bleed gold and blue. I do. And I never won't. Um, and for me as a West Virginian, I could not imagine not going to West Virginia. That said, right. I have 100% absolute respect for every individual's decision because it's your life. You're making a life decision. This is not a video right. game. This is not fantasy football. This is real life. So I respect that you, you get to make that decision. Um, and, and I think that you should, you know, cut out the outside noise and do what you did and do what's best for you and your family. Um, right. That said, when you do you feel do you feel like they embrace you the same um, as your home state would when you get when you're there on campus? Um, yeah, the Ohio State fan base is some phenomenal. I mean, they're just a great fan base, and I've been recognized, you know, a few times being up there, just like I would here. I feel like. Yeah, man, you're famous. Like, when it comes to recruiting world, you're famous. Like, I know there's a difference between, like, Tom Cruise, Will Smith famous and Doug Nestor famous, but you have a level of notoriety. Like, I've told my Ohio, I told my Ohio State friends today, I texted them and told them I was interviewing you, and they were all super excited about it. So you do have a level of notoriety. How do you handle that? Is that odd when people come up and ask for pictures or people ask for autographs? Is that something that you had to get used to, or is that something that your personality is just comfortable with? Um, I'd say I'm not comfortable with it, but I'm not going to shy away from it. If somebody actually notices me, I think it's crazy. You know, like, why would they recognize me just for playing football at a high school level right now when I'm not even there yet? I think it's, I think it's something wild. Well, it shows your, it shows your humility. And when you have that kind of humility, then you have the opportunity to really go far because it means you're going to work hard and you're going to treat people well. And, and you're going to build something that can last for a long time. And we look at guys like Randy Moss, who did not go to WVU, who didn't choose even Marshall at first. But when he's in the Hall of Fame, he's thanking his state of West Virginia because he loves his home state, regardless of where he went, regardless of what he did. And we look forward to you, um, as you grow, as you prosper, being able to do the same thing, giving back to your community and, and always representing the 304, no matter where you are, no matter what colors you're wearing. Of course. And uh, I would be remiss and probably in trouble if we didn't get you to give a shout-out to Herd Hater in a minute. Can we get a Herd Hater? Oh, yeah. Herd Hater. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. All right, Doug, I'm yeah. not going to keep you long, man. I appreciate you. Like I said, I appreciate you taking out some time for us. Uh, we wish you were wearing the old gold and blue, but we get it. Scarlet and Gray is what's calling you. We wish you the best up there in, in Columbus. I'm sure I'm going to see you because I typically go to the Ohio State-Michigan game when it's in Columbus because I'm a fan of college football. I'm a fan of tradition. Um, and uh, like I said, we just we wish you nothing but the best, not only Thank in you. Columbus but there at Spring Valley. Thank you so much. All right. We'll talk to you later. Raspy Voice. Hey, this is Jake Spavital. Y'all listening to the Raspy Voice Kids. Hey, our West Virginia podcast with Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pitt. Jeremy J.N. Fiend Phoenix, right there. He's in, in the, the building. building. We're yep. going to talk about the hog mollies today. We're going to talk about the offensive line and the defensive line in this edition of Know Your Mountaineers. Let's start with the offensive line. Last year, we called him Greer's Guard. We can call him Greer's Guard 2K18 if you want. 
All we know is these are the guys who are going to make holes and keep people off of Will's back. You all right over there, Jay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just <laughs> fixing my setting for the second week in a row. Go ahead. <laughs> Starting on the offensive line, who do we have, Jay? We got Kajust. We got big number 55, Mr. All-Big 12, Mr. NFL, here I come. Big man, Kajust. Yadney. Yadney was called a first-round draft pick by Russell Shell when he was a freshman. Jeremy saw him, immediately said, who is that guy? And then he's, he's built weight, he's built technique and experience in that time. Now, he's missed a lot of time because of injury, but he's fully healthy, had an excellent season last year, looking to build on that, recognizes a preseason first team, all Big 12. And on his other side, you got six foot seven, 300-pound Colton McKivitz. Colton McKivitz is second team all Big 12. How do you like that for your bookends on your offensive line? And what number is Colton McKivitz wearing, Jeremy? Nah, I'm going to let you drop it on him. <laughs> number 67 for Colton McKivitz. Uh, Brandon is wrong. It's actually number 53. Come on. And Colton McKivitz is a good, good offensive lineman. A lot of people who are worried about what we're going to do because we're all focused on the skilled positions have not recognized the talent that we have there. Then we get to the trenches. In the middle, we have Matt Jones. Who? Matt Jones. Don't act like you don't know that name. He was the starter last year. Matt Jones uh, is not necessarily going to be the starter this year because Jacob Butchergrassi was the guy who was tabbed to be starter, who people believe was going to win the job last year until he got injured. He gets injured. He loses that spot. Matt Jones comes in and plays that position. And Matt Jones had an up and down year. He had some really good times. He had some times that weren't so great. Um, So that's, you know, we'll see who wins that battle. It's looking like it's going to be Butcher Grassi. Either way, we have we have talent and experience at that position. That's right. Butcher Grassi at seventy eight, Matt Jones at seventy nine, number seventy nine. The other guys that we have in the trench, trenches are our guards: Josh Sills, a redshirt sophomore. Sills is going to be playing with Chase Burnt behind him, also a redshirt sophomore. Completely unrelated, but I just wanted to say, Burnt. You know how many times I tried to spell this? And it was right in front of me. Good luck telling that name to your Starbucks barista. The thing about the guards, and we'll talk about this in a second, um, is that they're not fully set. Because even though we know what the depth chart looks like now, the Brown twins are in town. And they're not being accounted for. We're going to see what they can do in fall camp before we figure out where our offensive line settles out, where our offensive line shakes down completely and fully. But But Josh Sills did play nine games as a freshman. Um, so he has he has that experience, and whether he starts or not, it's going to be big for for our line to be able to rotate guys in, or if somebody goes down, to keep them fresh. So he's very important. Number seventy three, Josh Sills. Yes, and then backing up Yadni could just at the tackle position is redshirt junior Kelby Wickline. If that name sounds familiar, that's because he is related to the office, offensive line coach Joe Wickline. So. Not only do you have a big kid, not only do you have a kid who's gained some experience, but he's also a guy who understands the position because he's a coach's son. And any coach will tell you they want to have coaches' kids playing, and that's what we have on the offensive line with Calby Wickline. So we're looking at Greer's guards, 2K18. We have a very capable unit. The tackles are solid. There's no question yeah, about them. That, that's a question. To sum it up real quick, um, you know, games are won and lost in the trenches. And I feel like we're going to be solid. Last year, uh, the rushing game wasn't what we wanted. But hopefully this year, Wickline has them in in order. You know, the Brown Twins coming in. I I expect us to be a lot better. I do. They better be better 
because there's no they, they have to be they really have to be we have to be able to run the ball we have to be able to convert on third and shorts we have to be able to convert on on go, in goal line situations and that it all starts with the offensive line and just like it starts with the offensive line for throw it up you it starts on the defensive line for the dogs dogs defensive line was going to be a position of strength starting in the 2018 season and then the transfers happened we lost freshman All-American Lamont McDougal. We lost a starter in Adam Schuler, And it really looked bleak for us. Not Memphis, but bleak. <laughs> but then, via the transfer market, we bolstered our lineup. Kenny Bigelow, big dude out of USC. Big, for, big man. Former five-star blue-chip recruit who spent pretty much all of his career injured is now in Morgantown ready to rock. Wearing number 40. You see him in the middle soaking up blocks. Number 40, Bigelow. Then we got another transfer in Jabril Robinson from Clemson. And a lot of people look at a guy like that and they think, why would he transfer? Why do we want throwaways? Well, because if you look at the ACC preseason all-defensive team, every single one of the defensive linemen, every single one is from Clemson. That's no, how they're loaded. They're, they're, they're absolutely loaded at defensive line. So even their throwaways, if you want to quote them throwaways, I don't quote them as that, but the guys who aren't going to start on their team are still extremely talented, and, and we are fortunate to have Jabril, number 12, here in Morgantown. No, actually, he's number 50. And here, Jeremy, I thought you were the smart one. I guess we all make mistakes. He's believe gonna, that. He wants to make himself felt, and he's going to be fighting He's going to be doing a lot of fighting because we have guys who are incumbents who are coming back. We've got Reese Donahue, West Virginia native, 304 boy. We've got a lot of 304 boys actually on this defensive line. It's something that yep. I really love. But Reese Donahue, who started last year, who really seemed to come on at the end, who understood the game, he's got a high motor, doesn't quit, smart, he's tough. He's got that 304 mentality. Another year, he's bigger and stronger. He's wearing that number 46. Yeah, Reese. We've got Reese Donahue. Then in the middle... We've got that Fairmont boy, one of the Stills brothers, the eldest Stills brother, the legacy recruit who saw time last year but really didn't have much of an impact, Darius Stills. And Darius, everybody talked about him as a straight-up monster, wearing number 56 in honor of what his father wore in the professional league in the NFL. Darius Stills is looking to make his impact, make his mark known to the entire world. He's raring to go. And the defensive line coach, um, Coach Tall, as well as Gibby, have been doing nothing but raving about what it is he brings to the table. But he's not by himself. Because on his other side is the man who actually led West Virginia in sacks last year, Ezekiel Rose. Zeke. A dude at a last chance you. He uh, had five sacks last year, but he's looking to get a whole lot more. He did not start the season. He didn't start out starting, but he came on as he learned what he was supposed to do, and the man is hungry. He's a great athlete. We all saw the punt return, and if you watch videos online, the man can dance too. He can dance. He can sing. He can return punts. There's nothing the man can't do. He's- and he's rocking number five. I love it so much. Call me petty. Call me, call, call me whatever you want. Zeke is wearing number five. Jabril Robinson, number 12. Number 50. Jeff Puller, who who's a big-time player, who can be a big-time player, a lot of is potential. number 13. Last look, I always felt this way. When you see numbers like that on defensive linemen, it's fin to be nasty. I love seeing them switch to these, these receiver numbers, 13, 12, 5. I said it again. Why? Because I love it. Hopefully, it'll show on the field. 
What I love the most is that this is a unit that is being disrespected. It's being questioned by the fans. It's being questioned by the media. It's being questioned by the opposition, and they feel it. They have a chip on their shoulder. They know they're being called out. They look like they're up for the task. And then they're not by themselves. They also have another freshman in Mr. Miter. Big Mr. Miter, I believe he's number 74. Am I right, Jay? Uh, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's a large kid. I don't imagine he's going to see a whole lot of time just because I think we're going to have a really steady, heavy rotation with guys who are um, older than him. Um, But that's something we're going to have to look out for and see, the defensive line of Gibby's dogs. That's right. Number 55, Dante Stills. We don't want to leave him out. Um, Do we get to him? No. I don't think we mentioned Dante. I think we all you know, remember the All-American game and the flashes that he showed. He's going against All-American, and he, when he decides he wants to do something, he does it. Once again, he's wearing number 55, and we'll see if, he can, if that translates to on the field, which I feel like it will. So I'm, I'm like you, Brandon. I'm just excited to see this defensive line work. I've also said that I feel like this is going to be our strength. I, I'll say, we'll see. One thing I want to say before I forget, the last thing I want to say. Darius Stills did his Instagram ask me anything like everybody's doing right now. And uh, somebody asked him something about his dad. And he said that his dad told him he's better than right now. He's better that Darius is better right now than Gary was at this point in his career. I, I yes. I, well, I hope that's true. If I mean, I don't see why Gary would lie. If Gary's saying that, then we're in for a very, very oh big my. season. If, he, oh if that's my. true, if you, if anybody's old enough to remember Gary Stills at West Virginia, he was a freak of nature. So, that's what we have to look forward to. I really hope it pans out. The thing I like about the Stills boys is they're hungry. They're humble and they're hungry. They just want to work. They just want to eat. They just want to be great for their state, for their family, for this team. And then you've got the guys around them that also have the talent and the ability. Kenny Bigelow's got something to prove. It might be his last chance to eat. Jabril Robinson's got something to prove because he couldn't break out. Ezekiel Rose gets left out a lot of times. Nobody ever talks about Jeffrey Poole or Reese Donahue. Even though he started oftentimes the odd man out, this group is hungry. Them dogs going to eat. Rat me, boys. We want to thank Shrinkables. Shrinkables for your sponsorship. We want to thank Swill Dog, the finest hard cider in all of the land. We want to thank Sandwich You, King of the Fat Sandwich, located on 461 High Street. And, of course, we want to thank the fine people, Mr. Jamie Spears, especially at Astorg Auto of Charleston. You will not find a better deal. You will not find a better dealership than Astorg Auto. We appreciate all that you do. Hail West Virginia. Hail West Virginia. Sports Social Podcast Network.